Rabbi Sai, good morning, a good Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kaidish, Parshas Boy, Tavshin Pei Dalit. Erev Shabbos Kaidish, we're holding in the middle of the month of Shvat, as Hashem Yisbarach, Shemizoychem Yitz Hashem, this coming week, to the month, to the Yontif of Tu B'Shvat. We say the Yontif of Tu B'Shvat, <coughs> today that we don't say Tachanun, Today that we're mispalu for Esroigim, we eat from the fruits of Eretz Yisrael. We're mischaber with Eretz Yisrael. And we hope that all of the the brachas that we'll make and the brachas that the Ravansh wants to give us for the payers of Eretz Yisrael should have an effect upon our matzav, our situation here in Eretz Yisrael. And... It happens to be this coming week on Tu B'Shvat, we ourselves are, uh, are going to celebrate the wonderful, tremendous bracha of a chasna, of a granddaughter, our granddaughter Shani Magolius, our daughter and son-in-law, Rebbe Eliezer Yeshaya, and our daughter Yael, marrying off their second daughter. And it's a big simcha, and we really want to be mishabach to Rebbein Shalom. We want to mention to anyone that's in the uh, Eretz Yisrael that we're having the chasna in the Kinar David Hall in Beit Shemesh. And even though we're grandparents, we can't invite you to the to the meal, but if you can come and join for the dancing and to be misameach with us, we'd love to see you, Talmidim and friends, anyone that's around. So this week, um, we want to speak about Chizukim uh, from the parish as we usually do. And this week is the parish's boy, which has in it the last three of the Makas, and it has in it the beginning of the Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, of the Gula, of the Makas Bukhairas, of Kla Yisrael, being given the first mitzvah, which is HaKadosh Zalachem, Rosh Chadashim, and the Korban Pesach, and the Matzis, and so many and so many things, and all the way at the end of the parasha, we have the mitzvah of Tfilin. There's so much to say, so much to talk about. First, we want to speak a little bit about some of the current events, and try to tie it into the theme of the parsha that we want to bring out. And the um, first thing I want to say is that we say, we call it Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. We want to be Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Um, I heard from my Rebbe, Rebbe Feinstein, should be Gazut Stark, and I remember him saying it, and I've heard it from others as well, that Lechari the Lashon should be Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Yitzhiyas from Mitzrayim, what's that, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. The answer is, is that in order for us to be Yitzay from Mitzrayim, we have to be Yitzay, the Mitzrayim that's within us. The Mitzrayim is the narrowness. The Mitzrayim is the Memtesh The Mitzrayim is the Oivdei Avodah And it's the darkness which surrounds us. So the main thing is to be Yitzay, the Mitzrayim, to be Yitzay, the Mitzrayim that's within us. And this is what we want to try to get from the parishes to get the to get the chizuk of how we remove ourselves from the from the Mitzrayim that's within us. And there's so much that we can say, but even in our own world, which we're living in now, which is the continuation of this war, the war which started on Simchus Torah. And if anyone has any sense of correctness, we really see that. There's, you know, someone asked me recently, how are you? I said, we're in God's hands. We're in the Rabbanu Shalom's hands. And uh, that's the main thing, that, that's the only thing we can focus on. We're in Hashem's hands. Anyone that thinks that we're going to be Yodzeh because of 
the Israeli government knows what they're doing, the American government knows what they're doing. We turn around, we see that this is just uh, impossible. The only way we're going to be Yotzeh is the Rabban Hashem is going to be Yotzeh, just like he was Yotzeh, Klai Yisrael, Mitzrayim. And that's why it's very apropos that at this time, as we're going through the Parshish, and we're going through this Matzah that we're in, you know, they thought that they already had gotten rid of in Gaza, Gaza that they already had put down most of the military, and then they, they stopped, and all of a sudden there was missiles that were fired. And there's been terrorist attacks here in Eretz Israel, and the north is still at its same same status, and the Iranians and the Hutim and the Pakistanis now are into the, the somehow the fight. The Lebanese and the Jordanians. Everybody said, if anyone has any political sense, we recognize that the Rebbeinu is the only one that's in charge, and especially in these times. What we have to do is to be mechazeg ha'amunah, mechazeg ha'betochen, and to recognize ein lano lishonya lavinish b'ashamayin. The only one we can rely on is the Rebbeinu Shalom. I was able to go this week to a bris in the West Bank, a bris of a, of a, nef, a son of a nephew, Iron and Edel Walgalanter. They made a bris, and we went to the uh, yeshuv called Neria, which is named after Rav Moshe Tzvi Neria, who happened to be a relative of mine. He was the reshiva of the Bnei Kivi yeshivas. And like any place that's in the West Bank, especially in these days, you know, you, you think about the, the military situation. But we went to full betochen, and we were able to to go to the Simcha, to be mishtatev in the Simcha, and even was the Kvater, the Rebetzin and I. And the name that was given to this child, a very special name, his name was Nasan Yedidya. Nasan was after a grandfather of our niece Adel, his name was Reb Nussan Adler, Reb Nussan Leiter. He was a doctor, Dr. Nussan Leiter, from the famous Leiter family from Scranton, and he was the patriarch of the family. And Yedidya was named after his grandson. Yedidya died al Pekidosh Hashem during this war, maybe a month and a half ago. He was a tremendous person. He was a commander in the Israeli army as a as a miluim nicker, he learned in yeshivas, he was a Talmud Chacham. He ran it very, very successful, I think high-tech business. He was a Baal Mishpacha. And he went fully cognizant of the dangers of the war, ran to his group, and he fought bravely, brave, bravely and he died up in Kiddush Hashem. And this new child is given the name after great people, a person that was most inefficient in Scranton, Pennsylvania, for mitzvahs and for Shabbos, and a grandson that was most inefficient for Torah and mitzvahs in Eretzvah, and gave up the supreme the supreme sacrifice of dying up Kiddush Hashem, definitely Hashem Yim Kamdamav, and they are definitely being Eulah, Lamala, Lamala, now this new Neshama, this new uh, child should have a lot of Mazel and Bracha. But I was thinking about that um, so many things that we've seen during this war, and I was mentioned a few of the stories, the tremendous courage and bravery, and there's so many of them. It doesn't make a difference. It happens to be many of them are religious and from the Hezda Yeshivas and, and others. But we, the, the Shilas that are coming up, I heard from a Rabbanim, are Shilas that no one could ever believe. Um, you know, a, a, a woman that her husband went to battle, and she calls up a rav and she says, listen, 
we have not had children for five years. We've gone through all kinds of fertility treatment, and now I found out while my husband is in the is in the front lines that I became pregnant, and I can't reach him by 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 regular cell phone. They give him I think five minutes a week, and I'm not sure what I should do. Should I tell him that I have that I'm pregnant? On one hand, I want to tell him because it will be a big simcha. On the other hand, I know that the Rambam says, listen to this, this is an Aishas Chai. I know the Rambam says that when a soldier goes to war, he's not allowed to think about his family, he's not allowed to think about anything else. Could be by my telling him that we have, I'm about to have a baby, it might create a little bit of weakness in him. This was the Shiloh that an Aishas Chai today, today's world is asking her of. And uh, on the other hand, I want to give him chizik. What should I do? So the Rav says, well, listen, if, if you're going to cry, and that's going to cause him to be weaker or to have a, a regish, then I can understand why you shouldn't do it. But if you're going to give it over happily, ah, look at the good pursuit, you'll be misameach him. Be misameach yourself, misameach him. And that's a good thing. So she says, I'm not sure if I'm going to cry or not. So he gave her an answer. The answer is, for a couple of days before you're going to speak with him, cry, <laughs> cry your feelings out. And then when you get on the phone, Hopefully you'll be full of simcha. You have to give him over that emotion, and then that will allow him to to feel positive. And then you, sh- I think you, he said, I think you should tell him. I think it's important for him to know that his wife is expecting. Rabbi say, who me ka'amcha Who could imagine such shilas? Another shila that was asked of a soldier, dati soldier, who has been fighting for weeks and weeks, and finally his pluga is being sent out for a 24-hour respite in Ashdod or Ashkelon, and they're putting him up in some sort of hostel. But they are told that they're going to have to go back on Shabbos. They're giving off 24 hours. And he has not seen his family in three weeks. And he was thinking that maybe perhaps his family should come, but if his family comes, they're going to be there. So then, you know, they might, they don't have a place to stay, so they're going to have to leave on Shabbos. Is there any sort of heter because of giving him chizuk? So the Rav said, listen, there's no heter. There's a heter for you to go out. There's a heter for you to go back in because l'chima is a mitzvah seder and it's and it's and it's doich uh, Shabbos. But for your family, there's no heter. But perhaps they could be put up in a, uh, in a hotel and spend the entire Shabbos, even when you're going to go back. So the Chayal says, listen, I'll tell you the truth. I don't have the money to, 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 to be able to put him up in a hotel. When the Rav was getting the Shiloh, there was a rabbi from Teaneck, New Jersey, in the car. He was listening to the conversation. <coughs> listen to Klai Yisrael. The Rav says to the, to the rabbi, find out how many people are in this person's pluga and tell them that our community is going to, <coughs> it's going to give the funds that the whole entire Pluga's family should be able to come for Shabbos, be able to be together with them after so many weeks of fighting. They found that there were 180 soldiers, 180 soldiers times how many members of the family, and they were able to find hotel spaces for them to be. A tremendous chizuk, and even though the soldiers were going to go back in the middle of Shabbos, but they're able to be together with them on Friday and Friday night, Leo Shabbos, have a Shabbos. And then the Rav said, an unbelievable thing. He said he wants to go and he called this other woman that had asked the previous show. He said, I want you to help me with something. I want you to find out from all of the families how many children they have in each family, what the ages are of the family members. And I want, if it's possible, to order 
toys and games and puzzles, depending upon the level of the of the families that the kids should have games and toys when they go down there. They should be able to have them during the Shabbos when they need them and after they leave. Rabbi Sai, this is the Klai Yisrael that we're talking about over here. In today's world, the Mika Amcha Yisrael Gayachod Baritz, there's no one like us, Rabbi Sai. There's no one like Klai Yisrael. And these are the Shilas that are coming up, and the Shilas that are being asked, the Shilas are being answered beyond description. But we want to take a look at the Parsha, and we want to be able to get Chizuk, because we know that there's so much tsar, there are people that have lost family members. We still have, I'm not sure the exact number, it's 150 or not, of hostages. A little one-year-old child, they say that they hope, we pray and David, he's alive. His birthday was just this week. So we have to be mishtatif, and these are the different parts that we have to keep with us. We have to mishtatif with the tsar, we have to mishtatif with those that have lost lives. We start with the, the, the people that are that that are wounded, we're davening for them and everything else. And at the same time, we can't be Miyayish. We have to recognize that the Rabbanishlam is the one that's fearing the, the war. The Rabbanishlam is the one that's creating that is allowing this to happen and he's always with us. And we take a look at the parsha. So what we how can we get some areas of Chizuk? And this is the parsha of the beginning of the Gula of Klai Yisrael. So this should be the Gula for Klai Yisrael in our own days. What does the Pasuk say? Daber no ba'aznei bincha uben bincha sasheri salalti mitzrayim that we're asking, the, the Rabbanu says you should tell, tell over in the ears of the children and the grandchildren what I what Rashi says, what I made fun of in Mitzrayim, and that way they will know who HaKadosh Baruch Hu is. So the first thing is to understand that the speaking over the story to the children and the grandchildren is such an important thing. The Balaturim says from over here we see that there's an Indian of, of, of grandchildren that there's, that's the that's the the the, the, the that's the um, correlation of Klai Yisrael. That Klai Yisrael has a relationship of grandparents. Grandparents have a relationship with their children, with their grandchildren. As I once heard from Reb Mendel Weinbach, Zatzal, that you only find the concept of Zaydis and Bubbies in the in the human structure, but in the animal kingdom, there's no such thing. Animal has a relationship with his child. That's like a natural thing. But with a grandchild, that's already detached from him. But by Klal Yisrael and by human beings, but especially by Klal Yisrael, there's an Indian of the Man Tisapir Bosnei Bincha Ubed Bincha Sasher Salalti Mitzrayim. Sturmbuch Shlita brings down that the Anoyim Alimelech says an unbelievable thing. And this is a Kayach that we could use during these days. Anoyim Alimelech says that. Why do we have to say over the stories? Because there's a kayach when a person is in Golis, he wants to know how is he going to get out of the Golis. The answer is, is that he's going to be mesaper the stories, the nisim v'neflos that Hakadosh Baruch did for Klai Yisrael Mitzrayim. If we will say over the stories. 
not only on Leil Seder, but on this Shabbos, and every single opportunity we have to our children and our grandchildren, to instill within them the Nisim, to speak about the Nisim, how Klai Yisrael was subjugated for so many and so many years in a horrible, horrible Golos. And bin Rega, Kodesh Baruch took him out, Mamish Balailahu, the Rabbanu Shalom, took us out of Mitzrayim. And he says that every single generation when Klai Yisrael needs miracles because of the tzaras of they're having with the enemies, if there'll be Mesapred, the Nisa Mitzrayim, that will bring a Koyach of Rachamim from the heavens on Klai Yisrael. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu has Nachas. He says, look at, look at my children, it's like the Lashon of the Zayar that we say on Leil, on, 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 on Leil Pesach, Shebe'es Yisrael Mesapim and Yisrael Mitzrayim, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, there's a tremendous nachas ruach to the Rebbeinu Shlomo and the entire Pamalya Shomalo, the entire hosts of the heavens are all listening. So this is a Yisaid in our days, Rav Sturmbach says, that we're surrounded, he wrote this before the war, we're surrounded by literally hundreds of millions of B'nai Yishmael. If you really think about it, now we see it clearly. You know, we had this false narrative that we're in a safe situation, but we were always surrounded by the Arabs. They always want to destroy us. And now we see the anti-Semitism is not only here in Eretz Yisrael, it's without the world, throughout the world, but especially here in Eretz Yisrael, the Bnei Yishmael, they want to destroy us. But something holds them back. <clears throat> and this is all Nisim Vineflos. The fact that it came out now is also part of the Ness. Because now it's becoming very, very clear <clears throat> what they have in mind for us. What they have in mind to do for us, but HaKadosh Baruch is watching over us. What's the best way? What's the Eitzah, the Skula, in order to save us? For sure we have to do Ishtadlis. No question, we have to have an army that has to fight. But Rabbi said there's a bigger army that we have to bring into play over here. If we'll say over and we'll say that the Rabbi Shalom did miracles for Klai Yisrael and Yitzhiya Mitzrayim, and we'll be Mefarit and we'll teach our children and our grandchildren, and we'll instill within them Belief in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that will be Ma'ira, that will arouse Rachman Shemayim from above, and that will, that will create Nisim, Rabbi said. We need Nisim, we need constant miracles. And he says over that, that's also the school that's known today, very, very popular, that a person in times of Tzorah should say over Nishmas Kolchai with a lot of Kavana. And after a person says the special tefillah of Nishmas, and you can say it not only in Shabbos, you can say it all the time. You should ask the Rabbanu Shalom that he should have Rachmanus, and he should do Nisim. Because the Nishmas shows Nishmas Kochai Tevarech and being Meidet HaKadosh Baruch We don't realize what kind of power that is. Be Meidet HaKadosh Baruch Be thankful to HaKadosh Baruch And that's lesson number one that we have from this parasha. The parish is telling us how we're we going to be Yotzeh Mitzrayim and how can we be Yotzeh from our own Golos to Sapir Baznei Bincha Ben Bincha Sashir Salalti Mitzrayim. Say over those things and the Nisim and the Rabbanu will listen. We find later on in the parish other schoolers. We want to speak about these schoolers. The Pasuk says that the Rabbanu created the Makas Choshech. And what was the Makas Choshech? The Pasuk says, Lairo Ish Es Ochiv no man was able to see his brother and no man was able to get out from underneath him and according to Rashi it seems to say that that would happen to the Egyptians but there's a hidden message over here that the Svarim point out which is that what is the greatest Chayshech 
the greatest chashuk is when we don't see the tzaras of our brethren. When it's le'ra'u ish es achiv, we don't see, we don't, we're like, we're like, uh, we're deaf, we're dumb, we're tone deaf, we don't realize what's going on, we don't, we, we don't have capacity to emphasize, emphasize, and to have empathy for what's going on in Klal Yisrael. That is the greatest, unfortunate, that's the, that's the worst type of chayshech. But when a person is ro'u ish es achiv, and he's kamu ish tachtav, and that's what Klai Yisrael had. It says, L'chol b'nei Yisrael ha'yorbim By Klai Yisrael, they had light. Why? Because Klai Yisrael was doing chesed. Klai Yisrael was, was being compassionate. And that's what we see today in our own world. And over here, we say over what we saw from Evolvi many, many years ago. And this year I saw that it's really the Goyen, the Vilna Goyen says it, that the Pesach says, that Klai Yisrael they went to the Egyptians, each person should ask their neighbor for Klai Kesef or Klai Zahav. And here the famous Kasha is that the word Re'eyu or Re'usa doesn't fit. Right? When we know the Gemara says in we had this recently in the Dafayami, <coughs> it says, Kigach <coughs> Ishor, the Egyptians are not called Re'eyu. The Egyptians were called Akum. How could the Pesach say that you should go borrow from Me'es Re'eyu? So the Gain says that how the how was Klai Zohar to get the Bizas Mitzrayim, to get the Klai Kesem the Gezov? Because they themselves were into making a Gemach and lending it to their brothers. And you have to realize what the situation was. They had very, very little, but no matter whatever they had, they shared with another person. And that aroused and that brought into the world a kayach of mercy. And once that mercy came in, then all of a sudden the Egyptians, when they went to them, the Egyptians, they felt it. They felt that these people are merciful people. They felt that there's a kayach of of gemilas chesed. And therefore they were, they were willing to what? To lend their items to the Jewish people. But it started out because each yid went out and they helped another person. I'm here. I'm always fond of saying over the ma'aseh that I heard from Reb Nassim Svi Finkel that once a group of CEOs came to visit him and they saw a person at Parkinson's and they had Rachmanus on him, but <clears throat> he looked at them in the eyes and said, "Don't, don't, don't be bashful. Yeah, I'm a regular person. And my mind is fine." And he asked him a famous question. The question is. Can you please tell me what do you feel is the lesson we have to learn from the Holocaust? <clears throat> and all these different CEOs from modern companies, most of them weren't religious, <clears throat> they were Jewish. One of them was Howard, um, um, the head of Starbucks. I can't remember the last name, but he was the, 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 the head of Starbucks. And each person said a different thing. Well, what first thing one person said, um, well, you know, uh, never again. We have to have our own army. We're going to fight them. We're not going to go like sheep to the sheep to the slaughter. <clears throat> the other person said that um, anti-Semitism is always around. Anti-Semitism is always alive. And it must be listened to everybody. And he said, I want to tell you what I think is the lesson of the Holocaust. The lesson of the Holocaust was that there were people in the in the gas people in the in the camps, 
and they were getting mamish minimal amount of, 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 of energy, of food, and another person was less fortunate than them, they would take the little piece of bread that they had and they would share it with another. Like the mice I said over recently, Bianco Galinsky, who shared a little bit of, of, uh, of macaroni that he had, he shared it with another person and that eventually kept that other person alive and eventually <clears throat> that person had a Satov to Rabyanko. He says, the Jews, they followed what the Gemara says, which our Rebbe Reb Chaim Shmulevitz used to say, on the Gemara of Sheker Achein, Hevel Ayofi, Isha Yiris Hashem, who is the true woman of valor, that was Reb Yehuda Bar that they had six people that were able to wrap themselves in one talus. One talus meaning to say, a talus that only has room for one, all six were able to bond themselves together. The Holocaust, people were starving. People that only had a, a little bit of a blanket, they would cover the other person, they would try to help out the other person. And that's what we're seeing today. We're seeing today a ruach of tremendous, tremendous achdus. I saw this little video someone sent out of soldier that was a religious soldier, and he said there was a big argument, a few soldiers that were let out for a respite, and then they... They were, they were told to go back. Not everyone had to go back. Said it was a fight. And one of them said, I'm going to go back in. The other person said, you can't go back in. You have four children. He said, I only have two children. So I'm going to go back in. And the other, other person said, no, I already built my family. If I'm going to, if I could, going to take me away. At least my, I, I built a family. You only have two children. You're a tzutzik. You just started off. Rabbi said, this is Klai Yisrael. Klai Yisrael, this is all they're thinking about. What can I do for the other person? <coughs> Help out the other person. And this is the pshat in the Pasik. And the Pasik says, By the Makas Chayshech, By the Jewish people, there was light in their encampments. By us, no matter where we are, we have or. The or is the opposite of Chayshech. Chayshech is darkness. Chayshech is when you don't see a person's sorrows. But when we see a person's sorrows, and we help, and we, and, and we try, and we share, that's Orbe Moshevosam. And therefore, Klai Yisrael was to be let out of Mitzrayim. The last thing we want to speak about is maybe the most important thing. In the end of the day, this week's parashat has the mitzvah of Achadish Hazelachem, Rosh Chadashim. I saw Stam Akasha from Nebeli Baruch Finkel that uh, why does Achadish Hazelachem? It's just Achadish Lachem. Why does Achadish Hazelachem? This month, we know we're talking about the month of Nisan. <coughs> so he says, over from Rav Nevensal's itself, Rav Nevensal says in the name of Rabbeinu Bachia that really there was a Shiloh because the Gemara, the, the, the Medrash says that the 40 years that Klaiso was in the Midbar, they were surrounded by the Ananiya Kovid, by the clouds of glory. And therefore, they weren't able to see out and to see the moon. This week, I was it was raining, and as soon as the rain stopped, I was able to get the new moon and the first opportunity, like the Gros says. I didn't wait until this much of Shabbos, and now in America, I think that people have snowstorms. I hope that they'll be able to be able to be Makadish a new month. But the 40 years in the de- desert, then there was Ananiya COVID, and there was the Amud Esh. So therefore, there was no moon. So during those 40 years, they weren't able to Makadish. How were they Makadish the Chaydish? They're Makadish on Piyach Cheshman. We know that they can figure out what the Cheshman is. And that's Pshat, why the Kaddish Baruch tells Moshe Rabbeinu, Chodesh HaZelachem. This month, 
you're still in Mitzrayim, you haven't yet gone out, now you can be Mekadosh al you can Mekadosh the new moon with the, with the seeing of it. This is the time that you should what? You should be Mekadosh the new moon. But the Kayach of Chidush is really the essence of what we need in order to be Yotzeh Mitzrayim. That we can renew ourselves. We can become a new, no matter what the status is. When things seem to be completely, completely beyond our ability, but our Amunan HaKadosh Baruch Hu is that we're not Miyayish. And there's an amazing, amazing thing that I saw brought down from Rabbi Avram Shur many years ago, and I wanted to recount it again. Rabbi Avram Stark, the son of Rabbi Gedalia, says an amazing thing. He says, the truth is, the Torah goes through a lot of uh, discussion about Pyro. Uh, go to Pyro, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to harden his heart. All of these different things, you know, it's like, just get to the point already. You know, Pyro is not a, not a good guy. Okay, let's, let's just get out of there. What do we have to keep on repeating? The Hachbaras Halev, Hachbaras Halev. So the answer is, is that the Russia, it's an amazing thing. No matter what happens, no matter when he gets hit, he falls back into his regular pattern, and he's mechazik, he's mechazik, he's mechazik, and he just follows his way of rishus. But this is a lesson for Klal Yisrael, because if we see a person can be hit so many times and still follow his rishus and not change himself, so that should teach us a lesson, letoiva, because we know that the meruba midetoiva midas peronius, we've said this over many, many times, the way of the good is so much better than the way of the bad. So what happens to a person is blinded because of the Yetzirah, blinded because of the Golos, and he's not able to see things. But you know what? A person can always strengthen himself. Just like Pyro strengthened himself, Lara, Koshkin, Koshkin, if a person strengthens himself for good, then there is a Takana. A person can fix himself up. And that's why the Torah recounts the story. It recounts the story of Pyro because it wants to teach us Kla Yisrael a lesson. Don't be misyayish. You can renew yourself. You can make yourself into, into a new person. And the Svasema says this word, even though the Yetzirah is really hitting us and he's being ma'anish us, but Kla Yisrael is able to what? To become better. We see it in the Oz Yashir. The Oz Yashir, we say these words, Omar Oyev, Erdov, Asik, Achalik, Sholom. The enemy says, let's go run after, and I'm going to reach them. The, 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 the word, Emar, Oyev, Erdov, Asik, Achalik, and I will be able to, to split up the, 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 the Sholom, that has five Alephs. The five olives are called in the Torah Magdashim the five alphin, the five thousands. Because the olives, if we know we spell it out, it has the letters of Aleph, which stands for Aleph. And it could be the concept is like this. We know that there's a concept called three times is a chazaka. According to everybody, there's a machlek, is a shita, three or four. Everyone holds the fourth time is a chazaka. Chazaka creates a certain pattern. It's a chazaka. This is the way it's going to be. Over here, it's interesting. Pyro was hit so many times, and still, what does he say? Omar, oh yeah, if the enemy said, I'm going to go after them into the sea. <laughs> he goes against, it's so counterintuitive. What are you going into the sea? He's Mice and Nefesh to go destroy Claudius, to capture and to bring them back. 
he went after the four times of, of the Chazaka, <coughs> which he's being hit, and he gets to the fifth time. The fifth time is a newness. He's mechazik himself, a chalik shalom. Again, the fifth is this concept of, as like we said before, we learned from Paro what you shouldn't do and what we can do. That even if we'll be four times that we'll have a chazaka, that the Yitzhahar has, so to speak, over, overcome us, but there's still an ability the fifth time. We can be what? We can, we can be mighty ourselves. We can become, we can become better. We can become anew. You know, there's two letters in the olive base which cannot be, do not have any other um, ben zug. They don't have a partner. They're individuals. It's the hey and the nun. The only thing, hey can, can have another hey. The nun can have another nun. But they're not matched up with any other, with any other, um, any other letter. And that's revealed to in the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, the Rebbeinu says that the nation of Klai Yisrael is separate. Klai Yisrael does not have another Zug. Klai Yisrael is completely, completely by themselves. Now, it's interesting. The five times the Aleph, Aleph is, if you count it out, Aleph Lamed Pei, it's 111. 111 times five, Okay, you'll reach to 555. 555. The words 500, the word, if you put the, the number of 555 into a word, it's tough kuf nun hey. Tough is 400, the kuf is 100, and the nun and hey is 55. So it's 555. Rabbi said, there's five alfin letoiv. That creates a takona. Takona is how we fix ourselves up. A person always has a way to fix himself up. From the kayachara of the hey alfin which is oma oyef erdev asing achalek, we can we can get to the what? <coughs> to the hey alfin letoiv. And over here we want to say that bnei Yisrael, listen to this geval gavart. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says in the beginning of the parasha, Boy, I'll pyro, come to pyro, and I'm going to be Mechazek, his slave. He's going to go against all the rules of nature. But you should know, don't have Yish, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this is going to bring the Gula. Reb Leibola Eger says an unbelievable word. He says, if you take the letters Boy, and you'll put them together with the pyro, Boy we know is three, and the pyro <coughs> is five hundred and 33, excuse me, is 355. You put it together, it comes out to 358. Boy El Pyro, Rabbi Sai. Come to Pyro. Come and look into Pyro. Bring the Rabbi Shalom. Boy means I'm coming with you. We're going to go into Pyro. What happens when you put the boy together with the 355? It turns into 358. That's the gematria of Mashiach. Rabbi Sai, we want to bring Mashiach. How do we bring Mashiach? By being the Chadish, bringing a Kodesh, if we have a Kodesh Baruch Hu, then we're going to have his Chachus. This Shabbos, we're going to have the laning of Parshas Bay, but we're also going to bring the Kedush of Tu Bishvat into the world. Tu Bishvat, which is this Chachus of the Ilanas, the Peris, the Esregim. And we learned so many Gvaldika lessons 
of how we have to be margish in the tsar, not to be people who don't see the tsar, to be people that are come ishtachtav, have and to recognize with the koyach of his we can bring the Mashiach. No matter where Kalai Yisrael is holding, the Rabbani Shalom, it says, just like a Kodesh Baruch took us out of Mitzrayim, we are going to see the flows before Mashiach comes. We daven, we pray, all of the hostages should be, should be released. Everyone should be healthy. The Chayolim should be watched over. We should be Zoycha Mitzvah This Shabbos parashas by the Rebbe should give a Ruach his Chachis to Klai Yisrael. We should think about and daven for all the members of Klai Yisrael. And with that Koyach, and we'll speak about the Nisim Vinah flows that Kodesh Baruch did for us in the past. Kodesh Baruch will do miracles for us. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.